Welcome to This is the Author, where authors talk about narrating their audiobooks. In this episode, meet creator of Millennial Money, Grant Sabatier, artist and lead pastor of Mosaic, Erwin Raphael McManus, and businessman Aaron Dignan. As you listen to each of these authors talk about their audiobooks, their messages of taking action will inspire you, whether at work, with your finances, or within yourself, to enable a fuller life. And find out which author said that narrating helps him become a better writer. Enjoy. Hey everyone, this is Grant Sabatier. I'm the author of Financial Freedom, a proven path to all the money you will ever need. I wrote my book because there's so many people out there that feel stuck in their lives, especially when it comes to money. And one of the things in talking to literally thousands of people that I realized is that a lot of people, most people actually, are about two or three steps away from a life that they'd really love. And often, a few of those steps have to do with money. And money is something that unfortunately a lot of people believe is really complicated but it's actually never been easier in history to make more money and live life on your own terms. And so I wanted to write Financial Freedom so I could not only share the strategies that I used to become financially independent, but because I believe in people and I want people to be happy and live lives that they really enjoy. I want people to be able to make the most of their time and spend more time with their families. And money or their lack of it should never be an excuse to doing that. And so This is just my small part in trying to give back and help people live great lives. If I had to describe recording the audiobook of Financial Freedom in one word, I would say physical. Recording for, gosh, over 35 hours over the past four days has been both an intensely physical as well as somewhat emotional process. Reading your words, your soul, all the hours that you put into writing the book, reading it out loud, it's a level of intimacy that I really wasn't expecting. It's also a level of sort of physicality I wasn't expecting. I mean, who reads for eight hours straight out loud during a day? So I wasn't expecting how both fulfilling and exhausting it would be. A word that I had a hard time pronouncing during the audiobook recording is compounding. I probably wrote the word about 50 times in the book. And so literally every single time I had to stop and fix my mispronunciation of it. I probably still am not getting it right. I'm most excited about probably towards the later half of the book when I started really getting a sense for my own rhythm. I'm such a fan of cadence and rhythm in text, especially texts that really come alive And I definitely tried to make the book come to life in most of the sections. And it was cool while reading, gosh, I think especially the last chapter where I literally was drawn to tears at one point and had to stop. So I'm excited about that chat. I'm excited to hear the whole thing, to be honest with you. (laughs) If I wasn't to record the audiobook, who would be the dream person that I would have record this? If it's someone who's dead, I would definitely pick Jack Kerouac. I just love the way that he reads. I've spent a lot of my life listening to him on vinyl. Someone that's living, I'd probably pick someone like James Franco. It would be hilarious to hear him talk about investing. The last great audiobook that I read, and I was just talking about this, is Ajashanti's Spontaneous Awakening, which is kind of a non-denominational spiritual type book that 
is very much like that. There's a lightness to the text. And it's such a transformative sort of piece of work. It really surprised me. Hi, this is Erwin Raphael McManus. When I wrote The Way of the Warrior, what really motivated me was twofold. One was, I just felt we're facing a world that has out-of-control violence. We're living in a world where it just seems like every day there's news of conflicts and wars of terrorism. Even now our children live in an incredible fear that, that someone's going to come in with automatic weapons and start shooting randomly and killing innocent children everywhere. And, and I thought to myself, I need to be a part of the solution. I need to be a part of bringing world peace. And what really hit me most profoundly was we'll never know world peace until we have inner peace. So I wrote a book about inner peace with a deep hope that this book can begin to bring world peace. And at the same time, I'm also a part of a community of faith in Los Angeles called Mosaic, and we have thousands upon thousands of millennials who fill our community. And, and my own kids are 30 and 26, and I just began to see an overwhelming phenomenon of anxiety and stress and depression and medication just to survive the day. Young men and women who are so talented and gifted who seem paralyzed by the emotional weight of life. And I wanted to write a book where I could mentor people to help them find internal strength, resilience, and resolve to live life fully. I feel like so many people have not been given the tools to know how to deal with stress and anxiety and fear and doubt and depression, and they're being paralyzed by life. And I want them to know there is a way through this. There is a way to a better life. If I had to describe the experience of recording my own audiobook with one word, I think the word would be revealing. And I would pick the word revealing because I'm reading words that are both exposing my inner world and are also in many ways, in a strange way, dissecting my own soul and speaking to me. So it's a very peculiar ironic experience to be reading my own words and yet to feel as if my words are speaking to me and exposing my own soul. There are so many words that I have a hard time pronouncing. <laughs> and what I think sometimes people forget is that I'm an immigrant from El Salvador and Spanish was my first language. And I've learned how to listen and, and mimic languages. I love words. I mean, I think words are an art form. But I read words and I see them phonetically. And so the one that stands out to me the most is the word epitome because I read it as epitome. But that's just reflective of any word that doesn't actually sound the way it's spelled. Those were always a great challenge for me. I suppose one of the things I'm most proud of are those moments where I feel like the writing is no longer writing. I feel like there's just a connectedness between human beings. And when I feel most proud of what's happening in the book is when I forget that I'm reading words, when I feel like I'm experiencing something transcendent. And there are a few moments. I wish the whole book was like that. And it also helps me learn how to become a better writer because I, I think writing is about simplicity. It's about taking profound, complex, transcendent thoughts and, and expressing them in ways that are so simple that they're accessible to everyone. If I were not to read my audiobook and I had to pick one person in the world to read it, it would be Tom Hardy. He's my favorite actor. I love the way he takes on characters. 
And I believe he would read this book and he would work his way through to the essence of every word and translate not just the language, but the meaning and essence of the way of the warrior. One of the things I love in audio content is what's called the master's class. Just personally, I just listened to Steph Curry talking about how to shoot a three-pointer. One of the things I love about audiobooks and this experience is that it actually makes you feel like you're having a personal interaction with the author. I love reading books. I mean, I grew up reading books and it allows my imagination to run wild. But if you want to have also, in a sense, a relationship with the author, I think audiobooks add a component that simply reading a book doesn't. Hi, this is Aaron Dignan. I wrote Brave New Work because I wanted to inspire leaders and managers, founders, and people in power to distribute authority and start trusting their teams to do more. I have a belief that the way we work, the way we organize, is outdated and outmoded, and the challenges we face in the future are going to require a completely different operating system. My hope with the book was that it would become kind of a guidebook or a playbook for those leaders and teams. If I had to describe what it was like to record my audiobook in one word, that word would be marathon. I did not anticipate the feeling of talking seven hours a day for three days in a row about my own work. Reading the book is one thing. Reading it out loud is something completely different. I would say the most challenging thing for me about recording this audiobook is that I like to speak quickly. When I'm on stage or working with clients, I move at a pace and a lot of my energy and passion for the topic comes through in the rhythm and cadence of how I talk. And to slow things down for the listener was a challenge for me. So we had to keep pumping the brakes, but I think we did eventually get there. I'm excited about the fact that the audiobook is in my own words. This book means a lot to me. It represents something that I really want to change about the way the world works. And to be able to put my own emotion and my own experience into these lines and into the listener's ear matters a lot. If I wasn't going to record my audiobook, I think I would probably cast Liam Neeson. He has the ability to sort of use that accent to draw everyone in, but there's an intensity to the way he talks that I think might inspire listeners to action. I listen to audiobooks all the time. In fact, it's probably my preferred way to read books. And the last great one I listened to was called Plain Honest Men. It was a very long audiobook that covered the story of the creation of the U.S. Constitution, and I found it riveting. This is the Author is a production of Penguin Random House Audio. Thank you for listening.